What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. I got on, y'all know this is generally a college football show, but if we're going to talk about the NBA, there must be a lot popping off. So without further ado, uh, welcome to my sports house. Open up the champagne, pop. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you've been. Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this. Sometimes you gotta stay in, and you know where I live. Yeah, you know what we is. Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my... All right, guys, so I have... NBA analyst Jalen Tarts. Jalen, say what's up to the people. What's up, y'all? Well, I'm Jalen Tart. I'm the founder of Game Changers. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at game.changers2019. And I also got Chris Lyles Jr., another analyst on Chris. Tell the people what's going on. What's good, everybody? I am Chris. Got a sports brand called Sportscasters LLC. You can actually follow us on Sportscast at Sportscasters SC. Yeah, so both these guys have their own have their own media sites, I guess you could say. But I had to bring them on as analysts for today. So, guys, let's go ahead and get it going. A lot of money being passed around in the NBA. A lot of trades going on. We're going to start with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers just got Russell Westbrook. They got Carmelo Anthony signed him to a one-year deal. Dwight Howard and Malik Monk. We'll start with you, Jalen. What did you think about their recent signings for the Los Angeles Lakers? It- Okay, as a for Laker fans, it is everyone is going crazy. They think they're going to win the championship. They're going to go to the finals with all these players. It's some Laker fans across the across the country. It's like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Russell Westbrook is a great addition, but everyone else, they're old, but they're they're they have veteran experience. So me personally, I'm on the fence with it, but I think that they'll pick it up in the next in the second part of the year when they get everything figured out. Because you got to think about it. When LeBron brings in new people, he has to get used to he has to get used to that new system in order for him to add his personal uh, flavor or whatever magic he has to add to that system. So it's going to take a little minute. I think the Carmelo signing to me was a great piece because you have a veteran shooter that can get that can be consistent that can give you 2025 if given. Um. The Dwight Howard one was a was a good one. It's a great rim protector. Um, I'm very sketchy on what he'll bring on the offensive side. I wanted Buddy Hill, but at the same time, if not getting Buddy Hill wasn't going to be enough, I would have taken Carmelo anyway. I think the Lakers are going to be a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to go to the finals next season. Chris, is this too old of a ball club for you, or are you? What are, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm as someone who has played basketball at a high school level like you can kind of tell the freshmen from the seniors and so in this case you want to get athleticism I'm sorry you want to get veteran experience more so than you get athleticism case in point my team is Charlotte Hornets we made it to the play-in we got into the playoffs off of sole athleticism there was no veteran experience on that team so in order to I guess you could say push through the playoffs. You gotta have that mindset to know how to play in that crunch time of games. So I personally think this isn't an old team. Um, if you look, because Jalen and I, we were talking off air about this. 
If right. you look at the average player's prime, roughly 25 to about 33. Majority of those players, aside from Melo, Dwight, and Trevor Ariza, Bron, I'm not even putting Bron in that category. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I might be missing Wayne of Ellington. age? Age, yeah. That's like okay, 33 so, to both. So Melo, so Melo is 37. Bron is 36. Mark Gasol is 36. Trevor Ariza is 36. Dwight Howard is 35. Ellington is 33. Bazemore is 32. And Russ is 32. 80, 28, 9, 26. Mark 23. And THT 20. The only person I see in their prime is AD. <laughs> no. It's AD. But it has to be AD. To me. You got to understand, not every player's prime is the same. So I'm not going to put Wayne Ellington's prime is the same as AD's prime. Those are two different players. Right. Now, are we, are we going to say Kit Bazemore and maybe Wayne Ellington, are they in the same boat as far as primes? I would say so. I just think Wayne Ellington was just on a bad team. So that's why right. you didn't really see much of him. Kent Bazemore, same, now I would say same situation. Uh, that whole team was hurt with Clay and some other guys. So I think these players are in their prime. It's just because they were on sorrier teams, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. They weren't able to shine kind of like how maybe a, a star-studded athlete like Anthony Davis was too. So okay. I think this turn in this terms of these guys getting into the finals, I think they have a solid chance of getting into the finals. Um, I think the only legit, like the only real two teams they really have to worry about, my personal opinion, are the Warriors and the Kawhi's resigns with the Clippers. The Clippers, those are the only two teams they really have to worry about. Everybody else, I say the Warriors and Phoenix. I think Phoenix was smart of getting JaVale for size to help with De- on DeAndre Ayton. They did it, they were smart to re sign Chris Paul. Yeah, um, that's only, I would say I say Chris Paul because. He's a valuable asset to Devin Booker's game. He's very, he's very asked. And then you have Mikael Bridges coming back. I do see your point with the Clippers because they was right there. They, they just was not, they only were missing Kawhi Leonard with the ACL injury, but he might not play next year. Yeah. He that's might what I was he on might the cusp not. of him coming back, then it would be the Clippers. All the reason I disagree with your take on Phoenix and JaVel McGee helps them. My only issue is, the main, the game of how the, not Clippers, the main game of how the Suns run is that they use transition game. Right. Warriors do the same thing, if not to perfection. So I don't even see the Phoenix Suns being the Lakers matchup. That'll really be the, the Warriors to take them out. I'm not worried about that. Once Clay comes back and he's healthy and he does what he does, the Warriors will take out Phoenix. But the no only problem. thing you got to I, – I will, I will end it here. The only – with the Warriors, you have to be very careful of Steph Curry's consistency of being healthy because he has a history of big getting hurt in the middle of the season and it hurts them getting it hurts them when they get into the playoffs because he might be out for the you see what i'm saying so you got to be very you got to be very watchful of that too hey okay let me mention this too since y'all were talking about the phoenix suns chris paul did sign a four-year 120 million dollar extension so you have that steph curry signed for four years 215 million do y'all think whenever Clay Thompson gets back, they just resume play as normal? Or do you think there might be a little bit of time where he has to kind of get back used to playing in the NBA? I, I say anytime when you're ahead. hurt, you got to, I think anytime when you're hurt, you have to take some time to get back. I, I don't think, I don't ever see a player who literally jumps back in 
and literally resumes how they were beforehand. It takes a minute. I mean, Kevin Durant is, is an uh, amazing example. Took him the first half of the season to get back right. After that, okay, all right, cool. I agree. Um, it wouldn't be no time to get back into swing things because you have to get, you have to knock the rust off. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Clay is an important piece to this team, and they're going to get clicking at the moment before the All Star break, and they're going to be a dangerous team to watch in the playoffs. Okay, so we're going to move here to the Miami Heat, who signed Jimmy Butler for a four-year extension for 184 million. You got Kyle Lowry, who signed for three years, 90 million. PJ Tucker, two years, 15 million. Duncan Robinson, five years, 90 million. And Victor Oladipo just re-signed with the team. So uh, go to you first, Chris. Chris, what do you think about the Signies? Uh, really, I guess I want to hear about what you think about them adding Kyle Lowry. I think that actually boosted up their playoff run even more so. Um, they were already a solid team before he even got there, minus last year because short season, we get it. Um, I think adding Kyle Lowry, you add a veteran point guard who can actually spread the floor. Lauren Dragic not taking anything away from him. He can spread the floor. However, I'm not trusting Goran Dragic to shoot 30, 33 feet out. I can trust Kyle Lowry to do that to a certain extent. Um, he's not a Steph Curry by no means, but in terms of him being able to space the floor beyond the three-point line, Kyle Lowry can do that. Um, and I think, too, the, he will actually get them over the hump in terms of that playoff run. Because you, if you notice, if you go back, every time that they would go to the playoffs, they will always be in that second second round and they could never get out before Jimmy got there. So I think with Kyle, he would add that extra to get them past that second round and to also go deeper into the playoffs on a consistent basis. Okay. The more experience, I would say the more experience at a prime age, the better your chances of winning the championship. Them adding Kyle Lowry was the smartest move that Pat Riley has done this year because Pat Riley is a smart GM. Um, PJ Tucker, people don't notice this, but I think PJ Tucker was the steal. This move weakens the Bucks. This move really weakens the Bucks in their chance to repeat as the next NBA championship. All the depot to me is very questionable because he's inconsistent and he's injury prone. I don't think he'll ever get back to the Indiana Pacers, all the depot. Ooh. But if he does, that would be a huge, huge pickup. Is he injury oh, prone? I, I don't. Even, I wouldn't even say how many times he's been hurt. I only remember him being I mean, hurt this one time. I mean, he's been shipped around. He's been shipped around three teams out of the last five years because of his injuries. Because <laughs> when he got hurt, it was like, nah, I didn't want to. Because then he remember he wanted out of Miami. He originally <laughs> wanted out of Miami, but surprisingly, he signed an decision to stay. I thought he was going to leave. I really thought he was going to leave and go to like, or the Clippers or the Jet, or the, somewhere, just somewhere. I don't know where. But the Kyle Lowry re- really solidified their true number one spot for the Miami Heat. I think Dragic wasn't enough to help with Jimmy and Bam. They've already been to the finals, and them keeping Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero is key. It's very key for them to keep them too. I think they will, they're a finals worthy team, and they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. Gotcha. We're going to – oh, what, Chris, you got one more thing to say? I was just getting ready to ask Jalen. So, when Victor Depot comes back, who do you have starting at the two spot? Because now they have Duncan Robinson starting at the two. Put Duncan on the bench. They gave oh, that man five years, 90 million. Put Duncan on the bench. Five years, 90 million, he going on the bench? I mean – You put Duncan Robinson over Victor Depot? 
I mean, well, okay. That's I gotta think. Of, I gotta let me let me find a death chart. I'm gonna For find the a death listeners, chart. That is eighteen million dollars a year to be sitting on the bench, man. Du- in mean, Miami, oh Duncan living it up. Oh my god. I mean Duncan. It's not like Duncan can't play six man and put Tyler Hero at your seven. Okay, so what ESPN has, they have Kyle Lowry at number one, Duncan Robinson at two, Jimmy Butler at three, PJ Tucker at the four, and Ben Adebayo at the five. Then they got Tyler Hero for the second unit. Either got Tyler Hero at the one or the two. Marquise Morris, that was a key pickup too. That was, that was. Marquise Morris was a big pickup from the Lakers because he was, he could shoot, but he wasn't, because he was not inconsistent like how Kyle Kuzma was. Um. Shout out Kuz. <laughs> um, I would have shot him out. <laughs> but if if he does come back, I will see him in the second unit with Marquis Morris. Yeah. I'll take that back. And I'll put Duncan Robinson because Duncan Robinson is a consistent three-point shooter. You need that. You need that to you win games. Put, you will put Victor Oladipo in the second in the, in in the, the second unit with Marquis hmm. Morris. Hmm. Why not put Duncan in your two so that way you can spark up? The second unit, because now what, you don't really I, have you don't really have a other than Tyler. Excuse me, you don't really have a spark. Tyler Hero is not a spark just yet. He can come in and he can give you quality points. And give he, you quality okay, points. look, he was a spark his rookie season. He wanted to repeat that last year, but was very inconsistent. Duncan Robinson has never been really inconsistent like this. So that's I'm talking about. I'm talking about the second unit. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tyler Hero. I was talking about Tyler Hero. Oh, Duncan no, I Robinson. Was, I was saying that's why you need Duncan in the second yes. unit. Yes. Because you need somebody to come in and spark the second unit instead right. of just the second unit just coming out there and just whatever. So you're having, you got, so what do you got? What do you have? I have Kyle, Vic, Jimmy, PJ, and Bam in the first unit. And then you got Dunk, Tyler, Markeith in the second? Exactly that. Now, I don't know. I don't know who the big man is, honestly. Is it, would it be Kelly? Kelly's not there. Kelly's not there. Who's the big man? And that's man? another, th- and that's that's one thing that the Miami Heat did not get is a big man for the second unit. Shoot, take Marcus Sorrow from the Lakers. Because <laughs> I, we, man, as a Laker fan, we don't need him. I don't want Marcus Sorrow. All he does is pass the ball. All he does <laughs> is pass the ball. He's like a, he's like a, he's like a broke down Jokic to me. That's what it. That's what he looked like. He's old. Jokic can pass. He can shoot, and he can drive to the basket. He's just slow. That's the only thing. His conditioning is not good. <laughs> hey, y'all, let's move the conversation to the, Chica- to Chicago Bulls, who picked up Lonzo Ball for four years, $85 million. They did the signing trade for DeMar DeRozan, who's coming out of San Antonio. Alex Caruso signed for four years, $37 million, And Tony Bradley signed for a one-year deal. So I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Jalen. Were you surprised for that four years, $85 million going to Lonzo Ball, or is that around the right ballpark for you? Me personally, that's the right ballpark. I wouldn't overplay him, over, over excuse me, overpay him. Because yeah. if you overpay him, here's your songs. If you overpay players, they're not going to perform at that level that we <laughs> think they're going to perform at. This is perfect. I think the Bulls took all the, all the gold on this. Yeah. They got DeMar DeRozan and they got Lonzo Ball. And they had an extra bonus with Alex Caruso. They overpaid Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso should never got all that money to me. But a million a year. Um, them, having, them helping Zach Levine and Vucevic. Vucevic is an underrated center. He's not an all-star center, but he's a good center for them. That will help them. Kobe White coming off the bench is, is a plus. I think the Bulls is going to be a top contender in the East. 
And they're going to be an awesome. They're also going to be a good team to watch to me. Chris, you said top contender. You said top contender. I need you to give me a what you see the okay. as far as their ceiling. Their ceiling is the fifth seed. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The fifth seed okay. in the East. So the Nets. Yeah. Celtics. Yeah. Bucks. The Sixers. Okay, stop. So stop. you mean to tell me? <laughs> no, stop. You okay, mean to tell me. I don't know about the, the Celtics. The I don't know about. The, I do not know about the Celtics. I don't know. I don't know. They've been consistently in the top middle half of the pack. So around like the, I would say the fourth, maybe fifth seed. They've always been that. Now last year, what they in last year? The middle part of the, okay, look, the middle part of the season from the all-star break to what the playoffs started in April. Yeah. Yeah. To March, they were two games under 500. Two That's games in on the middle of the season. I so, look at it. I look at it like But you got to fight to get in. You got to fight to get in the playoffs. <laughs> and they got That's, the, That's what I'm asking. What place did they get in? I, that's what I'm trying to remember because I forgot. Were they around? Me, I'm out of love right now. I'm out of love right now. Hell yeah. I'm pretty sure they were like in the fourth, fifth I, season. I believe they were in the top six. They were in the top. They got. They lost. I know they lost. Now, I see your point in terms of, you know, Brad Stevens not being there and that, that whole front office changing. That the ball, so they were they were the seventh seed in the East with that, a 30, was, with a 500 you record. You forgot about Jalen Brown, though. You forgot about Jalen Brown being hurt. But, is he, but like Clay, but like Clay, is he going to come back, continue what he's doing, or is he going to knock the rust off, get take a few games to get back, you know, consistent? I think it. I think it'll come back. I mean, it may be a a solid ten games. He had to knock the game, but knock the rust off. But other than okay. that, Jalen Brown is not no scrub, though. That's the thing. Like Clay Thompson, they're both not scrubs. I could see if we were talking about a. I hate to say it, if we were talking about a Kent Bazemore. Okay, right. Yeah, you're gonna need a a good bit of the season. But we're talking about two prolific scores and two prolific guys that can get you quality productivity. So I I personally think that Jalen Brown will come back. Maybe 10 games. I don't even right. give him that. 10 games, come back, do what he got to do. I personally think with him coming back, though, that ups the Celtics to around that fifth, maybe fourth spot, potentially. Mm-hmm. 76ers. That's I questionable. Mean, that team is questionable. They are questionable for real. Because we don't know what they're going to do with Ben. That's what that is, yeah. It's like this whole, the whole Ben Simmons, Simmons situation got swept under the rug, and it's like everyone forgot about it. Everyone forgot that they, oh, they wanted to trade him. Now it's like, is he going to stay? I think they're going to trade him after the all-side break. Okay, so he's going to come back and play for... I think he's going to come back and play, and they're going to trade him at the all-side break. But back to the Bulls. Back to the Bulls. You got the Brooklyn Nets, to me, are going to be the number one seed in the East. You got Milwaukee, Atlanta, possibly New York, depending upon how Kimba Walker plays. Possibly New York. Then you got the Bulls. Then, then um, I, mm, that's hard because you got Miami too. Miami's a exactly. top two. That's hard. <laughs> so you put the Miami Heat over the Bulls? No. I'm sorry, you put the Bulls no. over the Heat? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Look. Okay. <laughs> Miami to me. Miami to me is top three. Miami to me is top three. Then you have Atlanta, New York getting the four or five, and you have Chicago at six. I like that. I like that a little bit better because okay. when you were having them in the top five, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They haven't even played together. That unit that you're talking about. I didn't list Bulls, all the I didn't list all the team. And then we 
because you had Washington at eight. They're not. They're not. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think they're going to be in the, the Wizards. If, we lo- if the Hornets lose to the Wizards, I swear. The to Hornets you, to me are a playoff team. Thank you. They are a playoff team. Coming into next year, they're a playoff team. Hey, Chris, I know you're a Hornets fan. Leangelo Ball looks like he's coming to Charlotte. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so <laughs> that, that made my head hurt for the longest, <laughs> but I'm okay now. So that is an amazing, I tell people this all the time, that is an amazing marketing move. You got two brothers there playing on the same team. You know, a little heartfelt story. It could be a whatever, however the marketing team does it. As far as pure basketball, yeah, I'm glad they put him in that two-way i'm glad they kept him okay let's see how you you do with the swarm which i'm not saying he's a bad player it's been a minute since he's played in the nba and the nba is clockwork when you're not playing at a consistent basis and you haven't played for a long period of time in the nba it moves without you whether you're in it or not so me personally i think them putting in with the greensboro swarm that was the smartest move that mj has done since Lamelo ball <laughs> so Putting him there and having him come back and forth between the Hornets and the Storm, I think that'll also go well too. Because other than Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges, who do you have at the fourth spot? Yeah, EJ Washington. Nah, he's a four. I don't really put him at the three. So I would end it on top. Yeah, it's just it's just Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges. But I think they have Gordon Hayward day to day. He should be fine coming back. But Mason Plumley, that's actually. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Boot Night, I think Boot Night saved y'all. Because he he that saved that saved the organization. That really saved the organization because he's a two-way player. He could play in the post and he could play outside. That was a great pick by the Hornets to me. See, and I wish Sterling was here because he was trying to sell me on Mason Plumley so bad. And I get it from a front office standpoint because we got him for cheap and we got an extra draft pick. I get that. But if we're talking purely basketball, just straight basketball, what is the difference between him and Cody Zelly? There's not that big of a difference other than Mason Plumley being able to be. He's a, bigger. A I think Mason Plumley gets bigger, but the bigger game is and a tad bit better defender. I will give everybody who said that case i would get it in that other than that both of them average roughly nine points a game roughly both of them average roughly nine to six rebounds a game both of them average roughly one to two assists a game there there is no big difference between the two me personally i wish jordan would have made a push for miles turner or zach Um, collins and the only thing is with miles turner you'd have to overpay him yeah no mm -mm. but i think zach collins would have been nice. It would have been that. It would it would have been nice, but it wouldn't have been like, oh, he's gonna be that type of cent. No, he, it's a solid player. Yeah. But um, Charlotte is a playoff team because Lamella Ball is changing the culture in Charlotte for the Charlotte Hornets. Definitely. Definitely. Hey, Chris, and I, I think- hate to ask you this, but is Lamella Ball the guy that comes and plays here for a little while, then leaves and goes to a bigger market, or do you think he's gonna put his like his flagpole in Charlotte and stay there? If we are not in the playoffs consistently for the next five to seven years, he'll leave after that. He'll leave. He'll leave maybe around that fifth year. If we are not in the playoffs consistently, and I'm not talking playing, I'm saying we're a solidified eight, seven seed going up against maybe the one, two seed for the next five years. If he doesn't, if we're not that, he leaves after the fifth year. And you also got to think about it too. 
if they do stay consistent in the playoffs, that's going to drive people to – it's going to draw people, players to come play for them because right. they're consistently – they're consistent now. So exactly. you got to keep that in mind too. Okay, Jalen, I'm going to come to you. We're going to go here to Atlanta, who signed a five, Trey Young to a five-year extension worth $207 million. John Collins signed five years for $125 million, and Julius Randle signed, I think that one just posted this morning, for four years, $117 million extension. So uh, Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Atlanta. I'm not mistaken. Hold on, let me check on that. Uh, I'm about to see now. No, 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 no. I think, no, no, no. Randall, I think Randall signed an extension. Yeah, but his is to the Knicks. Room. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, his is going to the Knicks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's this, Okay. So it's so just Trey Young and John Collins. So did you okay. think that the, the both of those guys, specifically Trey Young, is worth the money based off of last year's playoff experience? Uh, that playoff stint that just happened. Trey Young, yes. John Collins, it could have been a little bit lower okay. to me because in the playoffs he he was consistent, but up until the um the Milwaukee series, okay, I think if, if it would have been a closer series, yes. During the regular season, he was playing. He was playing very well. Trey Young was playing very consistent. I think what helped them was a coach. Nate McMillan changed the culture for that Hawks team to make that push that they did. So yeah. that was a good pickup for them. What are your thoughts, Chris? Bamba, I will say this. They are one superstar away from making a deeper push in the East. They're just one superstar away. I don't know who's going to Atlanta or New York? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. both. Both to me. Because I think Kimba Walker wouldn't – Kimba Walker's a nice addition. But he has leg problems. He has bad leg problems. You got Derrick Rose, so that happens. He has bad leg problems, too. Right, but I'm saying it's not like Derrick Rose. If you're looking at it from a from just a regular season standpoint, let's say Kimber Walker, God forbid, goes down right for the playoffs. Now they're sitting at maybe the four fifth seed, maybe. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose was phenomenal in this playoffs. It was some cases where it looked like he was out there by himself. And Julius Randle was not existent. So I think if in terms of that, if both players, like let's say if one goes down and one is healthy, you're not, it's not a it's not a big drop-off between the two. Of course, yes, Kimba may have a slight half step over Derrick Rose, but other than that, it's not a huge drop-off. Well, so hey, I think they will say- stay, I think they will re I think they will be in the same tier as what they were last year. But I think Kimba is a solid addition to that team. Well, since y'all brought up the Knicks, which was my next one, I'm going to go ahead and say these numbers. Derrick Rose did sign three years, $43 million. Darlins Noel, three years, $32 million. Kimba Walker, uh, the contract by OKC, and then now he's heading to New York. And then Julius Randle's the four years, $117 million. So they got New York jumping again. You know, it's been a while there. It seems like everybody was paying attention to Madison Square Garden last year before Trey Young went and did some straightening on them. But uh, the New York Knicks, are, are they back for good? I for now. I will say for now. For right yeah. now, they are. They're just, like I said, they're one superstar away. If they would have, if they would have landed Dane, that would have changed the, that would have been to change the whole culture for New York for at like, it would have been the biggest trade since Carmelo. Yeah. To me. So you added Dane. Now I'm starting to, I'm going to get a little messy. Go ahead. <laughs> so you add Dane to the mix. Now, you know, this is Julius Randle's team. If Dane comes, whose team is it now? It's Dane's. Because I don't see Julius Randle as a number one. Hmm. 
Okay. What's going What's going on with Dame? Like now that there was Carmelo. Okay, they haven't been able to make it to the finals yet, just because they're in Portland, whatever have you. Now Carmelo leaves. Like, what is Dame? What's going to happen here, in y'all's opinion? I they don't have a big. They don't have Ennis Cantor. They don't have Zach Hollis, and they just lost Carmelo. They haven't made a move yet. I think what they're going to do, they're going to wait for any other players. I they they was the one. I thought they was going to make a big move. Sonny Chauncey. With a great mind that he has, I thought he would play a big part of getting some pieces, but he didn't get anything. They didn't draft anybody in the first round. So it's like, I don't know what's going on with the Portland Trailblazers. I think personally, um, and Jalen touched base on basketball aspect of it, I think from a front office standpoint, they're trying to pull a Deshaun Watson case. We're not going to just hand Damian Lillard over to anybody. We need to be getting like some superstars in return. Mm -hmm. And I think in this league, Everybody is, especially after free agency, everybody now is where they want to be. Everybody is where they need to be. So now the only trade I could see this happen. I said this on our podcast out of time. I said this. The only Taylor. trade I really see happening is Ben Simmons and Dame. That's the only legit trade I see at this point in time. Okay. So you would, Portland would take Ben. That makes the most sense. That, That's the only way that him, could possibly happen. him. Either him going to Portland or him going to Golden State would make sense. Ooh. Because you oh, got to think about, about it. Oh, okay. With Ben Simmons going to Golden State, he doesn't shoot the ball. Golden State has shooters. Right. They have defense. They have Draymond. And then you add Ben Simmons, that fits that equation. With Portland, they don't have a defensive player. But you need a two-way score. You can play defense and you can score. Yeah. Dane Lillard can play defense and he can score. That adds to that. Dane can play defense? When, and when, when he needs to, not consistently, <laughs> but when he needs to. Defense? I'm thinking about I'm thinking about playoffs. I'm not thinking okay. about the regular season. So I'm thinking about how can this piece help you in the playoffs? Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think that that Portland and Ben Simmons trade is gonna work out. Maybe not now or in the next week or so, but kind mm -hmm. of to Jayla's point, I think after All-Star break, I think that'll – you'll see that happen a little bit more. Now, granted, Portland's going to have to give up – I'm sorry, 76ers going to have to give – No, 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 no. I was saying the 76ers going to have to give oh, up hey, Ben yeah, Simmons yeah. and the whole team just about to get things. But I think if you're putting Damian Lillard with Joel Embiid, with Tobias Harris, oh, my freaking God. That <laughs> – that's solid. <laughs> now I also see Dame going to Dallas. Who because they to get him though? Uh, you could give up Tim. See, that's hard too. You definitely got to get rid of KP because he doesn't want to be there. He does not want to be there. No K I'm not. I'm, if I I'm would, Portland. I'm not trading Dame for no KP. I'm sorry. No. 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 But if re but if you really think about it. Luca got to play more off the ball. What better person to play with that does the opposite? Damian Lillard. Now, from a basketball standpoint, we on the same page. Yeah, that works. Because now you're putting Luca what he does best. Just get the ball in the hoop. Don't worry about trying to defend, trying to play mate, bro. Just get the ball in the hoop. Right. However, from a front office, from a, a contractual standpoint, that is not going to work. Because It's hard. Gonna... That's a hard trade to pull off. I think because I think the 76ers option would work because you can bring Steph Curry off the bench instead of starting him now. 
Steph. Wait a minute. I mean, I mean, Seth, Seth, Seth. Oh, I was about to say. Look, look. I'm sorry. I was about to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Steph Curry off the bench because you saw what he did. I'm sorry, Chris. You saw what he did in the playoffs. We saw what he did in the playoffs, putting up those big numbers. And with Dane doing that, oh, Lord. Hey, it was my only concern is Joel and B. That is my only concern for the 76ers. Because like, he too has leg problems. He <laughs> too true. has leg problems. That's true. That's true. So who will you have starting at the two for the Sixers then? If Dane comes, if you're putting Seth on the bench. Because Danny Green, I think he's he's in the the cusp of leaving. Um, he just he resigned. Any- he just resigned a two-year, twenty mil. Last as as of twelve o'clock last night, he signed. Okay, a he just resigned. Okay, extension. Matisse Thibault is a is a question mark because they might if they trade for Dane, they might get rid of him to go to Portland for defense. Thibault might be an option, but if he does stay, I see Thibault staying in the two spot, starting for them over Danny Green. Danny Green is inconsistent. He's an inconsistent. He's, we saw that in the finals with L.A. We saw that in the finals against Atlanta last year. We, we saw that. He wasn't, he wasn't consistent to me. He's like an older version of Kyle Kuzma. Ooh, that's actually very disrespectful. I can't even let you <laughs> that's do that. That's an older version like that. of Kyle Kuzma. Because that's very disrespectful. I want to say, to me, I, I'm not going to say that's disrespectful because – Kyle Kuzma, yes, he can score, but he's not consistent. He's not consistent. Danny right. Green can score, but he's not consistent in guards of shooting. I get that. I get that. However, and I'm coming to his defense, and I talked so much trash about him last year. So <laughs> I think you have to, in terms of just knowing your personnel, you have to you have to get have a give and take. Danny Green is a lockdown defender at the end of the day. I mean, he's an aggravating defender. He's not going to talk to you, but you're not going to leave his side. He's going to be everywhere you are. So where his consistent inconsistency starts to pull in, his defense starts to rise up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I'm not going to say, you know, Danny Green is an older version of Kyle Kuzma because Kyle Kuzma can't defend worth anything. So um, <laughs> I think That's personally – Shut I think personally, Green. Danny Green is obviously just a little bit better, but I say you put Danny Green at two, Keith Tobias Harris at the three. I don't know who their four is. Mm, who's their four? I forgot who I'm looking right now. And then the five, obviously, and B. Wait on that four, Jalen. Do you think um, the Kuzma, KCP, and Montrez Harold will help the uh, Wizards or will it weaken the Wizards? Stagnant. Okay. <laughs> Just pretty much the same. That will cause Bradley Beal to leave. <laughs> that will cause him to leave. So you got Ben Simmons right now. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris at the four, and Joel at the five. Net, and they also got Andre Drummond. Everybody forgot about that. They do have Andre Drummond now. Yeah, so I'm, not putting, I'm not putting Andre in the starting lineup until I see something. No, he's in the second. Me, he's in the second Hey. Shake Milton, Firkin, Cork, Moss, Matisse Thibel, Mike Scott, and Andre Drummond. They got Therese. They bumped Therese Maxey in the third unit. Okay. Well, hey. I think Therese Maxey got a lot of heads in the playoffs. Go ahead, Matt. 
All right, yeah, and this is my last one. We're going to wrap this up. So we saw the Brooklyn Nets added Patty Mills two years, 12 million. What does he bring to that roster? And do we see Brooklyn making it to the finals this year? Shooting. Okay. Shooting and veteran experience. That's a huge pickup that no one isn't really talking about either. Do you see? He he has a ring. He does have a ring. Who has? Do you see? All right, Chris. Patty Mills. I think yeah, I think my, it might be two. I think he might have two with the uh, with the Spurs. I'm not going to say shooting because that's obvious. I say spacing. Um, yeah. I think that's one of the things that Brooklyn surprised me on last year, kind of going deep into the playoffs. They improved their spacing. I think with Patty having him come off the bench as your one, um, having him come off the bench behind Kyrie, you create even more spacing within that second unit. The first unit, I'm not even going to speak on them just because. They proved me wrong, so I eat the bullet on that in terms of the spacing and how they're going to play together. But that second unit is always the question mark. Like, the second unit was able to do what they needed to do in terms of helping them push into the playoffs aside from injuries. Uh, but adding Patty Mills just adds so much spacing. And so, like Jalen said, adding veteran experience too, especially in the second unit. How many yeah. second units do we see around the NBA where, as far as a point guard, that have veteran experience? Not that many. So uh, that actually helps out a lot. And so your question, Matt, in terms of them making the playoffs, I mean, making the finals, definitely. Um, I see them making the playoffs. I see it being what we've intended it to be last year, uh, Brooklyn versus L.A. So um, I see that happening. Now, if you ask me who's winning, who's coming out of that, I really just got to see how this season unfolds, who stays healthy, one, um, who – yeah, that's pretty much it. Just say just to see who stays healthy. Because obviously when you get into the playoffs, it's not even about, you know, it's not it's not checkers, it's chess. So mm-hmm. and who is the best player at that broad? So I, I really think that'll just be something where I am excited to see. Um, I really think it goes seven. Anything less than that, you're shooting yourself in the head because <laughs> it's not going to six or five. It is going to a game seven. If it's become if it comes down to between those two, it all depends. It all depends. I have Brooklyn in the finals. The West to me is still up in the air. It's so much that can happen. It's so much that can happen of what I've been saying all week, off air, on air, whatever. The Lakers they have the best odds because of the veteran experience, but it all depends how they do in the regular season. I think the most consistent team in the West that to me going into the season will be the Warriors because they're having clay coming back that shooting the, all of that is going to come back. They have young bulls in Moses Moody and Kaminga who recently put on a display last night in the summer league. They actually played pretty well. Um, The Denver nuggets, how will they play with a healthy Jamal Murray and Jokic coming off of an MVP season last year, the jazz, they signed Rudy Gay, who I think is a part is a also underrated um, pickup for them. Um, the only question mark I will say I will say is the Sacramento Kings for me personally, because they're a question mark. They're a question mark because they're they're always on the brink of getting into the bubble, but they don't get in. So will that streak break? I think it will. They'll have enough, even though I think Luke Walton is not doing a good job is what people are saying. I, I don't think it's – I don't think he should be the coach for the Kings. But I think the players – I think De'Aaron Fox 
is an underrated point guard in the West, in the West only for me. So you're saying them break into the playoff. That means that you're saying that they're going to beat out the Grizzlies over John Moran. I think it will go to. Yeah, a I mean, that's what I'm getting. For, I, mean, for a plan, I think it will. I think they'll get into the plan. But if they face the Grizzlies in the plan, the Grizzlies are going to win. Oh, okay, but okay, I think okay. I'm Smart saying dude. the drought. I'm saying the drought is going to end. Oh, gotcha. That's okay, what okay. I'm saying. Gotcha. Because I right. think they have the, enough pieces to get in and to break that drought. Dallas to me is a contender. There's they're one player. They're also one player short. Um, I don't know how Jason Kidd is going to coach them. I don't know. <laughs> You're at I almost. really don't know. It I mean, because Carlisle's been there for so long. So it's like, and then Kid also played for Dallas. So it's yeah. like it will, it will, it will help Luca, but will it help the Luca and the Dallas Mavericks, not just Luca by himself? It's a lot. I, the West is it's just too loaded. I don't know about the West, but I for surely Brooklyn is in the finals for me. So you could actually make that argument for the East. I mean, in terms of the top three, obviously Brooklyn, but everything from two to about maybe six, that's up in the air, if we're being completely yeah. honest. Like New York against Miami, up in the air. Atlanta versus New York, up in the air. So what do you have for the New York? I have my if if that was to happen now, I would have Miami to win beat New York. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That for surely. Um I think in terms of well, I would say this because adding you said that the New York Knicks, they're a player away. So that's no problem. And well, let me ask you, what player are you referring to? Like as far as position wise? In a position, a big. Because they have guards. You don't trust Mitch Robinson? I see him coming off the bench. I trust him, but I see him coming off the bench. I say, like for the like for the like for the Hornets, Miles Turner. It's it. It all depends. It all depends. I think bringing in Miles Turner will help them with Mitch Robinson coming off the bench. For example, like if the Hornets got Miles Turner and get Mason Plumlee to come off the bench, that would work for y'all. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think uh, I'm looking at it from a paper on paper. Obviously, Miami's going to win. But when you yes. actually lace up them shoes and you actually hit the court, it's a whole different ball game. So right. I, that's why I say it's up in the air because. Miami has to get used to Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry has to get used Agreed. to Miami. Timber Walker, I mean, it ain't nothing for if he is in a slight stint. Derrick Rose, okay, you come in, because obviously Kim ain't doing well. Who's coming in behind Kyle Lowry? Because they just got rid of Kendrick Nunn to play with the Lakers. I mean, other than Lauren Dragic. But mm-hmm. even then, he's pushing 36 years old. And I mean, if we're going off of the age card, mm, you know, so I yeah. think that's I think that's why I say it's really up in the air. Holly because, Hero. Dang, I forgot about him. I forgot about him that quick. I, right. And that, and that, I forgot about just... him that quick. I mean, that's why I say it's really up in the air because one through five, am I gonna say it's even? I think it's it's uh how I wanna say it, it's fluctuating. Yeah. So Kyle is a little bit better than Kimber right now. At the two, you got Duncan or who's at the two? RJ Barrett. Is it RJ Barrett? RJ, or? And that's an X factor for them. He has to get very because he has to be consistent. He yeah. wasn't consistent in the playoffs. So he has to be very consistent. That will yeah. that will determine how high their ceiling will go. RJ Barrett to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. 
So yeah, I mean, like I said, it's up in the air. But I would, I'm, if some people leaning towards Miami, then I get that. I think Evan Fournier and uh, Noel, them getting signed to the Knicks is a big plus because they've been a part of that system. So the East is. I mean, the East is kind of like the West, too, but I think the West is more loaded than the East to me, still. Yeah, seems like that's how it's been for a while there. But, y'all, that's all we have for y'all today. Hey, I appreciate you guys hopping on the episode. Jalen, Chris, y'all, make sure y'all plug your Game Changer. I guess I'll do it. Game, Make sure y'all follow Game Changers and Sportscasters um, on Instagram. Make sure you follow the show, Matt Sports House. Y'all, we'll be back probably in about two, three more, about two weeks for uh, to get everybody prepared for college football. But uh, besides that, that's all we have for you today. Bruce. Peace out, y'all. Uh, okay, last night, I was still recovering up from last night. Last night, I was fighting demons with my past life. That's right, I was pouring, drinking, sipping, acting right. Addicted to the fast life.